0: Welcome to Schmemann Speaks, featuring the words and wisdom of Father Alexander Schmemann from the archives of St. Vladimir's Seminary in New York. I'm uh, at the end of my, à la fin de mon rouleau, as they say. uh, I'm not quite sure that you can deliver that rouleau even. But um, uh, summing up what it seems to me we should... um, um, Uh, understand and keep in mind uh, this time not in terms of of ideas but in terms of our basic attitude we attitude towards what's going on so to speak we are uh, we are told by Christ uh, watch it dangerous Uh, and therefore in living in those dangers living in that particular time which I describe theologically as the time between the two counties of Christ, living in our own confused um, culture. For I think no one can today doubt that we are in a deep crisis—not only political crisis, not only economic crisis, but first of all a spiritual crisis. So we Christians, we who confess Christ, have to to go through that very stormy sea, waves of, of, of that sea of this world with some clear-cut uh, principles of discerning what is right, what is wrong, what are we to do, and this is what it seems to me uh, is exactly the content of uh, St. John's um, uh, commandment, discern uh, the spirits, uh, because, first of all, it is a spiritual discernment. And it is a spiritual discernment because what what acts in this world are not abstract ideas or anonymous impersonal phenomena behind everything there are there is a personal personal presence Uh, never be ashamed of believing naive as it may seem to people of our age uh, never stop believing that the battle is in, in this world, the struggle is not uh, between structures and systems, political or economic, people like that idea. No, the, pro- the struggle is personal. It is the spirit of God, it is the spirit of the evil. And uh, from that point of view, difficult as it may seem for us to understand, every personal victory on the evil, maybe even unknown to the world, has an impact on the whole situation. This is what uh, Leon Blois said when he said, there is what one sadness, it is that of not being saints. A saint leaves the world, lives somewhere else, no one knows about him, but he is participating in that great struggle which will be going on until the end of the world. So when I speak about the discerning of spirits, I have two levels in mind. First of all, on one level, it is the general attitude of a Christian all the time. We are always, almost all the time, at a kind of crossroads. It reminds me of the text of Deuteronomy. There are two ways, always. The ways of life and the way of death. We are always free, and we are always to choose and to decide. And maybe of all the crosses that we have to carry in this world, that that um, uh, uh, that cross of constantly discerning, of knowing that in this world nothing is neutral. Everything is either plus or minus. And not simply uh, of the, on the level of mistakes, errors, no. Uh, whether you take personal relations, are uh, my attitudes towards the one whom God has sent in my life, be it only for three minutes, uh, be it um, uh, my attitudes towards my own life, my responsibilities, my, uh, whether I should go there or not. You know, it's always, uh, behind that there is always a spiritual choice. One, one result, one fruit of, of God's incarnation is that nothing in this world now is simply neutral? Uh, God in Christ has claimed all of the world. It should belong to Him. This, by the way, is the theological meaning of the first and most important title of Christ. He is the Lord. You know, uh, when we see God is the Lord and has revealed Himself unto us. It may sound like a tautology. What's, so, what's so, so strange about God being the Lord? That means the master. That means, well, there are religions in which God is not the Lord. Uh, even Voltaire believed in a God who was a kind of great mechanic. He ignited the world and dropped it somewhere. And then there's nothing else he has to do. Everything then is, is simply going by those famous laws. Nope. Uh, God is the Lord Kyrios Kyrios meant at the time when Christianity entered the world it meant uh, it was the title of the one who controlled the life history of his time and that is our first uh, every morning our first confession of Christ thou art the only Lord Monos Kyrios there are no other Lords and it is for the refusal Of uh, calling anyone Lord that the Christians were condemned to death for no other reason they were never examined on 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 uh, Trinity and Christology and this and that Uh, what they were expected to do was to come to the statue or the picture the icon of the Emperor to burn one little one ounce of incense and to say Kyrios and this is what the Christians refused. And uh, to some it appeared like to the judge who judged Justin, the philosopher, it seemed uh, stupid. There is, they had a little debate, civilized debate, before he was condemned to death, Justin, the philosopher. The judge was polite. He, uh, this was. You know uh, uh, Roman civility, and he said, "Isn't it stupid?" So whatever you think, who 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 cares whether you believe or not that the Lord is that uh, the emperor is curious? Uh, do that and go home, and, and debate on Trinity if you want to. And Justin said, "I mean, I'm translating that into a vernacular English." He says, "No way!" I don't remember how it sounded in Latin, but that's exactly uh, <laughs> uh, the intonation. It's impossible for us because there is only one Lord. And that was the whole Christian belief. Christ entered the world, not that we simply simply to give some, uh, some, some business to Father kirik you know, the one who makes crosses, vestments and things like that. Uh, not only that we may have beautiful choir rehearsals, and add one more good ancient, colorful religion to, to the pantheon of religions. He entered as the Lord claiming man whom He created. Claiming the matter which he created, in fact, he came, we just started the liturgy, so loved God the world. He didn't say I, uh, like, you know, little children, they just take uh, uh, green peas from, from the salad because they don't like string beans. Uh, I preserve that attitude myself, but uh, just picking up what people, what I like. He claims the whole thing. And we are... First of all, by the way, don't forget on Palm Sunday to remember what I'll tell you. On Palm, Palm Sunday, when you come with those palms in your hands, you are not reenacting something. You are taking the oath of your faithfulness and loyalty to the only Kyrios. Now, that makes our life difficult. Our life is not made difficult, as people think, in our parishes by service, which are too long. <laughs> uh, 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 this, not because... Uh, uh, but the, 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 what is difficult is to be Christian in everything. Not to be Christian only in, uh, in, in, in the debate of what is the orthodox sign of the cross. Two fingers or three fingers. Again, you know, this, this is Secondary. What is not secondary, it is whether we accept this, this curious theology. When we say, Lord, to the God, it is not a polite address to Christ. It is the confession of who he is in my life. All right. Therefore, and this, this lordship of Christ forces us into that constant choice. Because in almost every choice, every decision we take from the minor domestic decisions up to the greater decisions what is involved is whether i'm doing that not simply in obedience to christ but whether i'm doing that within this perspective of my belief that christ is the lord and wants me to be to be his his uh, the, the the witness of that lordship or whether i'm following that logics of the world which actually rejected christ which said Away, away with him. Uh, why they hate him so much? They said, that if he's right, the whole thing is wrong. So, <coughs> let's kill him. Now, and uh, this is, that, that uh, discerning of the spirits, and again, we have to have it all in capsule forms. Uh, it is St. John, in his epistle, that he reduces that to the two principles, which are uh, two essential principles are uh, which i think can guide us on on this level of our, our attitude towards life in general and then to our religious life to that r- confused religiosity of which i spoke yesterday uh, and uh, which is a danger for each one of us why it's a danger because it's so easy to replace christianity with nice feelings it's so beautiful uh, to 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 uh, Uh, to cry cry when something very beautiful is sung something which even no one understands what it is but G is beautiful uh, 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 and so on like you know one of the good examples is exactly the cherubim hymn you know no one so far could ever explain what it means you know Uh, but it is not an accident became uh, the most popular moment in the liturgy and there is not one single Bornyanski that hasn't written something about it you know uh, there are by now, I think, six, 642 cherubim hymns written, uh, uh, so that um, uh, now this is uh, this is very easy, very easy to 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 transform all that in a kind of self-serving religion, narcissistic, supporting, uh, giving me all those satisfactions. It's m- much more difficult to discern whether uh, those satisfactions, whether those nice feelings whether, the, whether the, even those tears come from God and not from somebody who is so happy when we reduce religion to a mere individual piety. Somebody is very happy, so I said, I, one more. One more who will spend all his life measuring calories in Lenten food and, and, and debating what, what to sing and what to do and forgetting about the Lord, the Lord who wants my total existence for himself and not mine. But everybody's. Now, what are those two principles, two criteria? The one is, he says, every spirit which confesses Christ that coming in flesh. Aha! This is is from God. What that affirms, and what does it negate? In what sense it is a criterion? Maybe it's easier. To understand what is the no implied in this first principle of discerning the no goes to all that in religion in religious religious history in religious beliefs and in religious experience which could be termed disincarnation of Christ refusing to understand that he is eternally united to man that he took our human nature uh, so that when Paul says in one of his epistles about uh, who victorious of this through man death entered the world old Adam it is man Jesus Christ who won it now this is uh, the first principle no religion we have much in common much in common, of course, with the Old Testament Judaism. We can understand, you know, people are today even building those beautiful theories, the three religions of the book, Christianity, Judaism, Islam. But it always comes to an abrupt end when we say God and He, and He was incarnate. He, and, uh, um, uh, and Logos, Tharks again at all and the logos became flesh not some against a mystical body he became flesh and that is his claim on the fleshly level as on any other level so what in other terms that no goes to all that spirituality which today is the greatest power in religion which because of its disgust with what man has done of of his flesh, and not only of his own flesh, but of the flesh of the world. Disgust, um, uh, fear of all that, the sinfulness, the blood, the, 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 uh, the lust of the flesh. With disgust of that, the man chooses not only to fight that, but to abandon flesh. To go in other terms into a spirituality of disincarnation, christ and god and saint paul says the one spirit who confesses not the, the lord in flesh is from the devil and yet you know that that if something today is coming to us in waves in waves in waves it's exactly that you know that what this it says yes To a spirituality which is the most difficult one, the most difficult one, and it is a spirituality not of surgery, not of denial, not of uh, uh, leaving the world to the devil, but of the tremendous fight for uh, for transforming, for healing, for bringing back to God that which is His or To use my yesterday's terminology to to having that flesh that matter that world in its fallen state to see through it to its the first dimension the created good the redeemed divine now this is the most difficult thing because religion has been a failure in history and Christianity has lost you know all of us Orthodox Christians today are weeping for some splendor of the past you know uh, we always want in some you know there is that legend that russian legend by about a, a city which was during the tatar mongolian yoke which sort of disappeared at the, at, at um, uh, uh, on on the bottom of a lake it is that famous grad kichesh the city kichesh and uh, in special days you can hear the uh, uh, the, the bells ringing and so uh, very often I feel that for example if you take uh, kind of quote-unquote Russian Christianity and there is English Christianity No, it is a, a nostalgia of that Grat that whatever is always this idea that uh, so we but he has uh, looks like no, lo- doesn't look like leading back to Grat you know it, it it it's a tractor which goes through history de- so <laughs> Uh, our our, uh, it is this either this spirituality of nostalgia but what religion is today in our Western world at least it is it is it has great difficulties in coping with incarnation either it goes to disincarnation to all those Kari Krishna or whatever you know salvation is in eating rice and only rice okay I mean. and in, in, uh, or then it goes to a total surrender it goes to a worship of the flesh it is uh, uh, a member of our retreat just five minutes before we started asked me what she should think about liberation theology uh, you know uh, I don't know whether she sh- should think at all about the liberation theology but since it exists you know uh, it is a very typical example of what, what, what happens in this world you know or then what I call a me too religion me too. I mean, that means we all are interested. You are for revolution. We all are for revolution. You are for, uh, uh, you know, it's it's uh, the way I put it in my book for the life of the world is that even the priest today, more than being a priest, wants to be a kind of great sea doctor, dentist, psychiatrist, uh, to be sort of helpful, to prove that he is needed. Who needs him in the sacristy, of course. Can't I, can't I also be in the operation? You know, you, you, of course you are. So big me that big, big white thing, put a lamp here. And so when somebody would come to our counseling, I would say, open the mouth, say, ah. <laughs> Maybe out of loyalty to my lord, I would say, instead of uh, beginning simply by those questionnaires, you know, uh, why you have that anxiety? Wasn't your grandmother alcoholic? Oh, that explains everything. Before going in those intelligent debates, I would probably say in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So just to be faithful. Maybe even because I will put on that whole white outfit and epitrahelion. Ah, But in fact, I have surrendered to the logics of this world. I think, and why call it me too? Because we have that, that strange guilt complex. We haven't done anything useful. We, you know, it would seem to me that to having covered the world with the most beautiful things was, no, 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 we are ready to destroy the Notre Dame, de Paris, the Charter Cathedral, St. Sophia, because we weren't useful in terms of Marxism. We are not pushing history to whatever ideal it... And this is the first discernment. Those who are irresistibly attracted to that spirituality which... which deprives Christ of what he is and he is man God man but man or then a religion which deprives Christ or not Christ the Christian faith of its essential cosmical and eschatological orientation we are here not simply to serve flesh of man we are here not to heal all the boo-boos uh, and, and, and 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 help people in their suffering but we are also here to make the, the defeat into victory to make death not only as today the team working on the dying patients you know make it as easy as possible for the man to die uh, uh make man accept death no death has not to be accepted death has to be fought and fought not in the sense that we will uh, sell soon all those high Called um cold storage things for uh, no not at all is by being what christ did of death by dying he trampled in down it is by 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 making it again not what it has become in sin defeat but to make it a victory um and death is no more death as separation death as this death. so this is my, my the first criteria <coughs> discern the spirits whether are from god means no, means avoiding those two, two uh, um, extremes which polarize religion today. The second uh, criterion which he gives, uh, St. John, is uh, again the, the, the old one, the one that he also carries in his gospel, but which is eternally new, and that it, he puts here, that commandment, that criterion, in very precise and almost violent form. He says, you, "It is impossible to love God whom we do not see, and, if, and, and hate the brother whom we do see. Uh, the one who says he loves God and hates his brother is not uh, is is a liar, is a liar. And and that the second criteria therefore is this total, how to say, not subordination that would be a bad term, but the total dependence." on um, on um, on that new and essential commandment new simply not because it wasn't it, it, man never heard of love before Christ in fact the two forms of that commandment Christ takes that from the Old Testament thou shalt God with your own understanding team and so sons and uh, th- thy neighbor as yourself that is Old Testament that is also Deuteronomy however what is new of course is that that the world made it impossible to confuse that love Christ gives a little addition to that commandment love your enemy and uh, the enemy is by definition the one whom I do not love now in other terms it is it is a commandment to which we should answer Lord it is impossible because all the other loves here. If you love people who love you, pagans also do that. If you only love the people of the same blood, of the same tradition, everyone does that. If you love those who are bene, I tell you, love your enemies. Now, this is not enemies necessarily uh, in the sense of, of violent opposition. It means the other, because the other, the one who is, I can even love him, but the other is the limit of my existence. It is, uh, and, and what I'm trying to say is that to love the enemy is naturally impossible, impossible, you know. It's like asking, a, a, uh, like asking uh, the lion or the tiger which need their, I don't know how many pounds of freshly killed something, So asking them, you know, to become vegetarians uh, uh, for the sake of love. uh, Naturally, it is impossible because the enemy is a very useful function in the world. If we had no enemies, we would be totally, totally inactive. Everything in this world is struggle for existence and for the survival. And so the world itself makes us into enemies to one another. And to change that is impossible, is impossible. After the 20th century, we know that if you want to unite people, unite, unite them always against something. You will never be able to unite them for something for more than five minutes. Uh, uh, but against something, you can you can uh, 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 create a tremendous power. So what Christ says and what how that love acts is something very unique, but people don't think about it. They still think that Christ says, love each other all the time, and so on and so forth, unless you're really angry at each other, you know. Then avoid each other for a while, and and so on. Then become indifferent. And then love in the same manner as saying, of course I forgive him. What what I can expect from a man like that? Go in peace, you know. Uh, uh, Of course, it's it's, um, better than shooting people on sight. But if this is the new commandment, forget about it. So, what? Just like there, in this first, uh, first criterion, uh, Christ coming in flesh. Here, the principle which we depend: if you are in Christ, we are in us. His love and not ours. His becoming ours, just as he, our my nature become his nature. His love has become mine. And and that means that I have a totally different logics of uh, approaching all those absolutely objective and objectively unavoidable conflicts and so on. Now, uh, a religion which would be a religion without love, a religion of uh, like, for example, to quote the same example, that famous um, uh, uh, theology of liberation. Uh, if you read that those books, you will see that the secret mover of that is not at all the love for the people who suffer from injustice. It is not, uh, uh, this is an abstract man, it is the hatred, the hatred for those who make, it is a theology not of love, but of hatred. Uh, justified hatred just as people say that it is from time to time it's necessary to shoot people we have to protect but uh, there is this once you you take out that Christ's love and Christ's love different from from any other love is that it's always a love directed at the concrete living person not at some abstract mankind not at classes not at those whom we poll, you know the black vote, the Jewish vote, and so on. Now, these are the two fundamental criteria which can apply also to uh, to not only to our personal attitudes towards life, we spoke about that yesterday, but returning and winding up my presentation of conversion. I think that this is what I would like to say at the end about conversion, to make it very simple. I think, A, if you listen to me um, carefully, uh, which was difficult probably, uh, you would probably you understand what I'm going to say right now. I think that if Christian faith, as I said, is conversion, if um, Christian life is based on conversion, then, of course, conversion is not only limited to the so-called converts. <laughs> or to, uh, it is a, a, a situation in which we all share, and it is a need for everyone. There is a need for everyone all the time in Christ, in the Church, to be reconverted, and I try to explain why. First sub-criterion is, in fact, a very, very significant and very new uh, return to idolatry. To idolatry. Uh, Having rejected the transcendent God of the Bible, and the Incarnation of the Gospel, our secular world has, uh, uh, has pushed man in itself into a, into a new search for absolutes. And uh, those things which claim to be the only barrier against, against the idols have themselves become idols. For example, the word science. Right. With a capital S, you know, it is in the name of science, of its relativism, of its constant critique and search, that 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 uh, people rejected the dogmatism of Christianity. Today, uh, what I would call the negative dogmatism of, uh, of 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 the science is obvious. I can go into that. Now, not only that, there is a there is a fantastic return of idolatry as a way of life. everyone holds on to some absolute because because he can't live without those absolutes and that happens outside of religion and in religion that that the, this reductionism let me have a little absolute but which will give me total security total certitude and i will avoid what we are avoid that choice which, as I said at the beginning of his lecture, is the fundamental existential situation of, of, uh, um, of uh, the Christian in the world. The one who doesn't, who wants to reject that choice, because the choice is the burden. Because the choice is the freedom, is the cross. Because of that, you know, uh, people would prefer something which would make them avoid it. It would be wonderful. Wonderful, of course, I remember a speech with a student who always wanted me or somebody else in the faculty to write a book, which could be not very expensive, which would contain all answers to all questions. <laughs> so that you wouldn't have anything, you know, because he, when he became a priest, he couldn't anymore. Every Every day people were asking him. And Father, it's so easy. Then I would simply look in the index and find this is a constant tendency. It's easier. God, by, by becoming the Lord of our existences and by making us his cooperators, his collaborators, placed us in this situation of, 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 of choice, of free choice. Not only in that, he said nothing is neutral. If you make the wrong choice and it's your choice, you may have chosen the devil and this is what leads so many people in our in religion even in the church even in the orthodox church to those false absolutes reducing them to whatever you can do, reduce it to to blind obedience to somebody or to blind to to uh, understanding the canons as divinely inspired absolute norms and not the regulators and so on um so this is the 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 first um, the first um sub criterion is that in any conversion, be it an internal conversion, that means of someone who was an orthodox and then become a conscientious orthodox, or someone who goes from outside, I would, uh, my first test, if I had to use uh, modern terminology, would be to look out whether that man or that woman or myself uh, uh, go by the the principle which is called in Latin pars pro toto whether there is a reduction in other terms of his he uh, got in love and that is perfectly normal with 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 maybe one aspect of orthodoxy that's you know the mystery of conversion is a mystery everything uh, everything can lead us to god even the evil things Uh, if i had time to give you to give you some examples from the literature ascetical literature you would see that even sometimes horrible things can lead to god <laughs> uh, it all depends it all depends my my favorite story of conversion is that of one of the optimist starts i think it was macarius who was a son of a very rich uh, peasant uh, and was very happy had a beautiful uh, life uh, was planning to marry and was sent by his father in on a spring morning, to 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 a fair somewhere, and he was driving through a kind of you know gradkije to all those uh, beautiful uh, trees and plains and this and that, and bang, uh, he was so happy, he had such fullness of life that instead of going to, instead of going to to, to the fair, he turned to and went to the monastery and stayed there for the whole life, uh, out of total joy and and and. Uh, Uh, not to spoil the joy you know and developed into the now that is one conversion Uh, there are many others and and I I even hinted in my presentations that in fact of course it's a unique mystery but whatever leads us to to Christ to the church or to orthodoxy the next point is to know that that it is not you know the first thing that early church did okay okay good you have come to Christ catechization and what is catechization it is the testing of that conversion if it's parse pro toto, as people say well i like this but i'm not uh, you know i'm not a theologian i always says there is no such thing as a theologian uh, uh, Theologus uh, is the man who has words about god and that's what we are using all the time so i think it's clear what the parts of prototo is. is 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 the fight against a reduced one-sided emotional um, uh idolatric conversion uh people who make of that particular who choose something and say this is what i like this is why i'm an orthodox in fact transform that something that parts into an idol um, the second um, uh you know orthodoxy itself can become an idol don't be surprised at that you know. the church can certainly become an idol everything can become an idol Uh, everything which which is covered with crosses and with Jesus Christos Nika vestments can become an idol Uh, everything and here the Apostle says watch it watch it there is always a danger the second test I call it the test of the ideal church Uh, it is the uh, once the conversion has begun in once for example he has discovered that it is serious Inside the church or he begins to this uh, automatically. The temptation, the corresponding temptation of, of the of the devil, will be uh, to put them the search for the impossible ideal church. I have seen my 35 years of priesthood persons spending the same 35 years, always looking for the good confessor. Uh, uh, Mary Ivana, did you try Father so-and-so? Uh, yes, I tried him. He doesn't understand me. I was 15, and I said, what is there to understand? <laughs> for, uh, because when you go to convey, uh, uh, there must be somebody etern- for a whole eternity created to understand you. you see? he doesn't understand What is the least original sin in the there thing in the world? totally, no development, no, no dynamics, is a sin. You cannot invent new sins. Just cannot, you know, try, you will not, you know. The attempt will be a new sin, but uh, you will not. Uh, in other terms, there are only two sins, in fact, and as deeper, deeper, more, I mean, if you, if you look at sin as transgression, you can not have two, cat- very simple, there is the, um, the only two sources of sin, pride and flesh, no other combinations. When God doesn't bother us, or rather the tempter with flesh, he bothers us with pride. (laughs) Uh, When finally the pride gets, the flesh comes back. You know, if you think that, I can't even understand why the confession should be secret. I mean, this is the most banal thing in the world. It is that secret confession which almost out of politeness pushed the penitents to invent. I cannot go the same thing to the Father. Let me uh So the temptation is to present my sin as something interesting, <laughs> paradoxical. even in sin I am, I'm original at least you know I'm not like people who sin just like they they, they drink you know uh, plain no 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 I am for the for for a uh, champagne you know for extra dry you know or for which, and, and, and that is fills our confessionals our analogies with all those you know. I... And then sometimes refreshing is someone comes and simply says, paper, then put the glass and say, bum, 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 bum. And says, bum, bum, God forgive me. Uh, uh, And and this is, then you feel that that the whole thing is, first of all, the, the first, the beast of repentance is humility. If I cannot be a great saint, at least, Lord, make me a great and original sinner. Uh, and the temptation is sometimes absolute so what I saw that search for the ideal confessor this claim that in, although there are 123 priests within 10 miles no one understands you that you have to write to someone living in Ipswich somewhere you know and usually that or it, it can be also this endless peregrinations uh, how can we be fully also you know in at least the muslim knows that unless he has been in mecca he's not quite full but this our constant moving have you heard about that place this place you know we we collect those um, those things as we collect stamps uh, and by the way it goes against the whole evidence of the if we cannot find god here here today we'll find it nowhere that kind of disorder which enters with us, it is deeply tempting because it comes from the devil himself. It is he who would who would say, okay, you are not a saint, at least be original in your sins. It is, it is he that will transform your whole life in the church in asking for attention, attention, attention. If God cannot be reduced to scratching my back, at least the priest should. I mean, uh, the Vizio Christus. He can, if he's a good priest, he he should, every Sunday after the liturgy, ask him. (laughs) No (laughs) real problems, you know. uh, I I think the next ecumenical council, I propose to anathematize certain words, to declare a moratorium. We will not use, for the next 500 years, the word problem related to religion, simply because there are no problems. Uh, the problem is uh, uh, the two trains going in mathematics, You know, one going at 50 miles the other at 41, I could never solve that problem and therefore I gave up solving any problems uh, you do not solve problems, you uh, uh, discern you progress and by the way, you, you, you find out as you progress in spiritual life, and I'm not speaking of my spiritual life, but on of what I studied in, in, in the orthodox evidence, you come to uh, it's fantastic when when people who touched by holiness confess and so on, how transparent everything has become transparent uh, clear this is evil, this is good, this is great, this is the devil you know and 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 there is a kind of joy of recovered order of existence for this. Now, therefore, this ideal church, ideal confessor, ideal parish, ideal jurisdiction, uh, ideal the, is 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 a um, is a very important test. Uh, and let's remember that that the early church, at least, never could have never understood that one place in in the Christian world would be more important when the Romans. Uh, the, uh, uh, destroyed Jerusalem and called called uh, uh, Jerusalem Elia Capitolina the Christians living in Jerusalem called themselves diocese or church of Elia Capitolina Uh, and that was the fact of life and they would never think that there is more Christ in the places where he lived that on the altar in what is the church Jerusalem is where the church is nazareth is with the churches bethlehem is with the churches uh, and that that kind of excuse me for again maybe hitting something deeply rooted in in, in our christian tradition to uh i'm very doubtful I, I saw people who made the pilgrimage that holy tourism to jerusalem 32 times 32 times and haven't improved for one cent has become angrier proud because they have galuts 22 Did you go 22 times? (laughs) Only 15. Oh, you have a long way to go. Uh, It developed into a little sect. If you have nothing else to brag about, at least you went five times more to Jerusalem uh, than. And not only you went to Jerusalem, but you entered into Jordan. Uh, uh, Well, baptized there. And and somehow it should project you into. Give those toys to the people and they will transform that into pride and to little pro- self-promotions, you know. It's like becoming archpriest, you know. Uh, they will become going to... Uh, you become an arch-layman. Uh, or uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Ideal. Next one. Um, uh, the soteriological temptation. That means this, this kind of... Uh, 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 the, we can see what I, what I call by Satoshi temptation is uh, that that uh, great um, in, uh, excitement people feel about uh, about interfering with other people's life, uh, not on the level of clean judgment. This we understand that we shouldn't do not judge and you will not be judged, but on a deeper sense. You know, we are we have. Uh, uh, very often, once the moment we begin to take our religion more seriously, and that is actually what 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 um, uh, conversion is, at that same moment, what happens in us is that we feel that we already must help the others. We immediately must become, uh, and um, although positive in its inspiration positive in inspiration, it leads to tremendous temptation. Now, there is no more concentration of pride, self-glorification, seek, seeking of vain glory, that in the areas related to the church and to religion in general. You know. That one, that holy humility, divine humility, that uh, certitude that that all I have to do is to be the instrument of God is so difficult to accept. And religion becomes itself, uh, at least Christian religion becomes itself, that which it had to destroy because that sin destroyed the world, and that is pride. Uh, a, a experience of conversion, because it is so strongly the experience of something happening to me from God, his initiative, not my, my making, uh, leads so easily to its interpretation of God having chosen me, God having touched me again that uniqueness again that that kind of right immediately to judge everyone else in terms of that this is bad this is dangerous this is a um uh, uh. now there is one and last area because we have to finish whether i finished or not uh is uh, what all the spiritual fathers knew as a horrible temptation and a horrible difficulty and which indeed is is uh, is leading almost always to a total destruction and that is in kind of exaggerated scruples scruples there are people who uh, just like it leads very very often to schizophrenia in uh, on the level of just natural existence in religion that kind of tremendous obsession with not only details, but the obsession with the right thing to be done. Very often that leads to almost a pathological suspicion that maybe it's not, not, uh, uh, not right what they are doing. Maybe they force me to do what is not right, and then you, are, you will be going, trying to find who is doing the things right. You'll find sometime in an anonymous grey envelope under your door, you know, a kind of tempting answer, we do the things right. <laughs> so you'll go there, you know, and uh, uh, the criterion for you finding that they do the things right will be that they, the, that they choose the most absurd solution. That must be right. If somebody somebody would say that after all, after all, if I do remember the Christians believe that the date of Christmas is 25th of December. Lady sounds to certain scrupulous people as a tremendous temptation. How can it be? It should be on some other date because, uh, simply because, you know, uh, it belongs to the essence of orthodoxy that we have uh, some mysterious ninth hour which is floating somewhere and then actualized. What time do we have the ninth hour? Well... Three o'clock will be fine. Uh, uh, So uh, if it's Christmas, uh, to have such simple Protestant Western banal view that if it's on 25th of December, it should be on 25th of December, is something which makes a man immediately scrupulous. Has to fade something. And if he finds somebody who... uh, But this is only... This is a superficial problem. But it can destroy the spiritual life. It can destroy suspicion. Who tells me that you, you Father, you are right, you are a good fellow? I I like you. I mean, it seems that like you, but um, you sure you're right? What can you answer to that? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, check. Uh, so he will check me somewhere. <clears throat> then he the, somebody he will find somebody who will check the one who he checked me, you know, and he's going from checking, 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 and usually will give up at the most absurd stopover Uh, there for some mysterious reason no checking will be needed because the whole thing will be the reduction absurdum in this now i could continue that lesson i think that we really not we shouldn't answer we shouldn't write a book in which we'll give all answers to all questions but what we should maybe sort of codify (laughs) is that wisdom that tremendous spiritual wisdom accumulated throughout the centuries, in the in the Orthodox expression of holiness, ascetical life, and so on and so forth, but not you know in 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 uh, it always pushes people to despair. That wisdom, because obviously what it claims, what it suggests, it usually says, you know, the best thing would be to leave the world for the desert of Alexandria, uh, and. Uh, It's very difficult to find a desert today you go to it to find a nuclear plant there you know uh uh, it's even more difficult to find uh, a a, a, where alexandrian desert is you know Uh, there's a war going on there uh, and uh, not the christian war so that's true and yet all the answers are there what we need is their their translation into our conditions of life it's not in new things pride This over scrupul, pars pro toto, the search for the ideal, and so on and so forth, the suspicion as as the cancer eating the spiritual life, uh, this kind of transformation of sin, even sin into vain glory, and all that, you know, all all this is there. It it has been solved so many times. That was those famous Darcy did when they were reading the hearts, understanding that somebody who comes. And I happen to have a student right now, every student comes to the icon and kisses it. He says, <laughs> uh, 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 the student says, gee, he must be holy. Uh, 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 in fact, you know, you already can detect, you know. Wh- he's looking outside, why if everyone makes one sign of the cross, he, he must have three. Uh, if everyone bows, he will touch the floor. If people were touching the floor, he would probably be crawling on uh, 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 that desire to be different. That hatred for being in the ranks, for being just, just what you are, you know. I always feel that when I have my little, I don't call it depressions, doubts, let's put it this way, or fatigue and the pathological desire to to solve it by reading a detective story rather than by something else. Uh, I always uh, feel the salvation in in being in the ranks. Thanks to God, I'm one priest out of 3,000 priests and that's wonderful. That's exactly wonderful, you know, and what we do, you know, on Sunday morning we are concealing our individuality under the same vestments. So that, that nothing... And uh, uh, I, I feel that, that that wisdom exists. It's there, it's helpful, it's... it's unfortunately, it's written in a difficult language and has difficult examples, which are always taken from exactly from the desert, from nature, which is not our nature, language is not that, but the essence is there. And more than anything else, we need to understand that nature of our struggle, the nature of Christian asceticism because we are we need asceticism it's not not at all uh, taking uh, a prospera and eat it for 42 years like Mary of Egypt You know, don't advise that as immediate uh, step to solve the problems it's not it's first of all that asceticism whose deep principle is not the fighting body but fighting for the body not fighting against food but fighting for the real for the real food which it cannot be and so on and these are the little criteria which would help us to discover that but of course this is this is only uh, the table of content there must be a consistent effort of orthodox clergy lady of christians everywhere to understand that that in our particular situation Uh, when uh, the secularism cracks on the one hand and yet is very powerful still, when this um, thick religiosity is about to to penetrate into our own sanctuaries, uh, what we can oppose to that is is, um, uh, holding fast to those two affirmations of St. John the Divine and knowing that the the Church has has, uh, survived greater crises, but only if you are humble, obedient sober 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 <laughs> not you know hysterical 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 if you understand that we are all in the ranks that we are a militia christi and what is more than anything else if having that that what he said himself to us or what we sing in the day of pentecost the beginning of canon there shall be no separation said The holy lips there will be no separation and lo I am with you until the end of the world that should that should take care of some of our breakdowns temptations so on so forth he is with us whom shall I be afraid God bless you thank you This has been Shmeman Speaks, featuring the words and wisdom of Father Alexander Shmeman. For more, visit St. Vladimir's Seminary online at svots.edu.